across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Monday, Rockstar Nation. Hope everybody had a great, super duper duper weekend. Hope everybody had a really productive week last week. I hope you listed a lot of houses, sold a lot of houses. Got a great week for you today, this week on uh, Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Today we've got Christine Lee, a man she has some meat and potatoes she's going to share. I got uh, Clayton Gitz on Wednesday from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, returning because his downloads were so high that I had to get him back. And then I got Lucy Ham from Genesee County, Michigan on the line on Friday. So I got some powerful women this week and uh, it's going to be a good week. I got some emails from all of you guys. I got one here from Jonathan. Jonathan Tomko from Millennium Real Estate Group. Pat, my fiance and I are in the early stages of building our team. By the end of August, we will have four people in production in a database of 6,000. I love your take on investments and having to start somewhere. Basically, that is, I believe, you know, just just buy something. A lot of people make mistakes in this business in that they don't buy real estate. And I'm not saying go out and buy a million houses today because I'm not 100% sure it's the right time to go really deep into investing but uh, if you don't own any at least buy one buy one a year and just start building it up and that's what uh, Jonathan is talking about he said uh, I follow your advice I know what it means to hustle having spent five years in the life insurance business yeah that's no joke Jonathan I know life insurance is a hard business so if you could sell life insurance You could damn sure sell real estate because I think real estate's a lot easier to sell than life insurance. I am now 100% in this business for multiple streams of passive income and complete leverage of a team, which I am continuing to be a student of. Good. Must create those horizontal streams. That's what I did. And I now have 56 horizontal streams of income that pay me, uh, which is kind of why I'm doing this now, um, because I want to. And uh, it's a labor of love. So anyways, Jonathan, thanks so much for reaching out. I appreciate it. I also got somebody who reached out on our website. Let's see. Betsy Matias. Betsy. Hi, Pat. I'm currently studying for the real estate exam east of Seattle and Sammamish, Washington, Microsoft country. I just wanted to reach out and let you know how much I enjoy your show. I love it. Thank you. I also wanted to let you know that I've reached out to a couple of your guests, Pat Wadham and Trish Williams, with questions, and they have both been so generous with their willingness to share. Guys, if you haven't listened to both of those podcasts, you need to go back and listen to them. Just go to hybendigital.com and type in Trish or type in Pat Wadham, W-A-T-T-A-M, Pat's been on the show twice, so the best one is the one that just came out last week. Uh, It was awesome. 
Um, I especially like when you share little anecdotes about your success and failures. So reassuring and real, R-E-A-L, all capital. You are very easy to listen to. Keep up the good work and thank you, Betsy Matias. Thank you, Betsy. Wanted to give a shout out to several of our Rebus University graduates. Had seven graduates of the certified listing agent course. These people took a 10 to 15 hour course, highly intensive from eight of the top listing agents in the world and got 80% better on the quizzes and, and completed it. Now they have certificates. They are officially CLAs. You can go to their LinkedIn sites and see their CLA certificate uh, that they got. But recent graduates are Audrey Shea, Paul Rosso, and I hope I don't screw this up, but Riwu Wen, Riwu Wen, all just graduated. Congratulations on your accomplishments. So if you're curious about that, guys, www.rebusuniversity.com, www.rebusuniversity.com, or you could go on hybendigital.com and Sometimes we're offering uh, specials there. Either or, check it out. You get a free download of, uh, of touching and rapport building. Uh, see if you like it. And if you like that and you want to take the course, you can sign on up. So anyways, congrats, guys. And, and let's get on with the show. It's going to be a great week. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. I have Christine Lee on the phone, and we're going to talk about CRMs. We're going to talk about leads. We're going to talk about closing deals. We're going to talk about everything real estate related that starts with the seed, and the seed, of course, is the lead. Hey, that sounds good. The seed is the lead. So anyways, <laughs> without further yeah. ado, Christine, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I guess you're a poet and you don't even know it, right? Boom. <laughs> so why don't you give everybody a little background on you, Christine, so they can get to know you better. Sure, sure. You know, when it comes down to it, I'm just a real estate geek at heart. So, you know, started out, uh, you know, in the field of computers, but obviously uh, grew a career in real estate, doing everything from real estate appraising um, flipping homes general contractor, um, growing a real estate team kind of in, in our world, right? Um, a mega agent team here in Northeast Florida and uh, eventually needed a solution and kind of uh, that's how Seize the Market came about as a solution scratching our own itch and the only way we could make that happen for everything that we wanted on our wish list was to turn it into a um, actual company. So that is my main goal and focus right now, uh, which is running Seize the Market, the all-in-one real estate solution, and um, just love geeking out and know exactly what you know agents and brokers need from a business standpoint. So here to help. Okay, so basically you were a big agent, right? You're selling lots of houses, and you just said, you know what, this isn't for me. I just want to start a company helping other agents, kind of a little bit like what I did, right? So, yeah. So that's that's an and how long has it been? Well, season market's been around since 2012. I've been building my real estate team since 2007. I want to say, or started, you know, uh, actually, you know, doing business in retail real estate. So, you know, went through the whole notion of, you know, hiring agents, buyer agents, listing agents, inside sales team, you know, uh, the whole nine yards. So, you know, lived it, breathed it. And now I'm here to help others do it even more effectively than I have. 
That's awesome. Well, listen, you've created this class that you teach, which is essentially the 10 questions that every agent should ask when trying to determine what CRM to use for all their leads and all their sellers and all their buyers. And, and I want to go into that with you. So let's talk a little bit about that. So what, what would you say the first question someone should ask is when considering, should we change CRMs? Should we get a new one or which one should we use from the get-go if we're a beginner? Absolutely. And actually, the first couple questions I'm going to say is questions you have to ask yourself, you know, and what is it that you want? What type of solution are you looking for? Because CRM is one of those terms that's used so generically, kind of like Kleenex, right? I mean, or, or tissue, it's just interchangeable. And so what do you mean by that exactly? And so uh, whether you're a agent that's just starting out or someone who's a full-fledged team and you know, running at 100 miles an hour, what is the solution? What is the problem um, or challenge you're wanting to address? And one specific thing uh, would be to, what is the scope of solution that you're looking for? Are you looking for one solution? For example, are you looking for, you know, hey, I just want something to help manage my listings or just, you know, follow up with my past clients? Or are you saying, hey, I want something that, you know, I'm tired of having, you know, 82 different logins and I want everything under one roof. And what I mean by that is everything from lead gen to follow up, the nurturing, the conversion part of it, as well as once it becomes an actual listing or buyer going into listing management, transaction management, closing, tracking, reporting, the whole nine yards, phone systems, dialers. How much of that do you want under one roof? And I think being clear on that gives you kind of of the first left or right hand turn um, kind of in the fork in the road. Wow. So you got to figure out what type you want. So let, let's categorize like, so first of all, let's talk about ones that do everything soup to nuts. What are your favorite ones there? Um, soup to nuts. Well, obviously, I mean, you know, don't mean to toot our own horn, but you know, that's how Seize the Market was created. You know, we were um, with the end in mind of being a soup to nuts because personally it was more of like a personal um, vendetta against, you know, the lack of technology out there uh, because I personally, I'm a little lazy when it comes to, uh, you know, not wanting to do too much work if you don't have to. And so having all these different systems created a lot of work. So, uh, you know, Seize the Market is certainly an option. Um, there's an, um, other products that are um, coming on the market or attempting to do something like Seize the Market. But in terms of soup to nuts, I think the the rest of um, the products out there have been quite piecemeal together. I know Keller Williams has come out with one called Team Leads, and they're in the process, but they haven't gotten everything out there yet. Um, I know Firepoint is one that has come out and, um, you know, again, with that same mission in mind. So those are some other options out there that uh, people can, you know, look at and compare side by side. What is it that you want? What is it that is being provided? And so those are questions that, uh, you know, you kind of need to look in the mirror and ask yourself first. Yeah, and I see a lot of agents, believe it or not, are still using good old Excel, just doing Excel spreadsheets. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I we've um, you know onboarded clients that literally do you know, two three hundred units a year, and they were on Excel spreadsheets, and we had to go through a whole you know import process of literally bringing in 
five plus years worth of data. Now that was both, you know, challenging but also really rewarding because once it's all under one roof, man, the night and day difference between, you know, what you're having to uh, deal with and all those different Excel formulas and pivot tables. And some people might have not even gotten to that point, but uh, we've run into some pretty hairy things from some, you know, fairly top producers. I'm quite shocked, actually. I bet. I bet. So under under the second point, it basically says, you know, determine the type of report that you want this CRM to do. So let's talk about reporting. So what would you say the three most crucial reports are for anybody's CRM? Let's say they're going to do monthly reports or, or daily reports. What, what, are the, what are the three most crucial? Okay. So we all know that, uh, you know, going back to the real estate agent uh, model, you know, the three L's, lead listings and leverage, right? So first has to do with leads and then incorporating that in there is leads and lead generation, right? The activity that's going to bring you business. So from that standpoint, a crucial must-have report has to do with tracking your lead gen activity. And there's a couple different reports that um, are my favorite. One is Believe it or not, it has to do with the dialer. When you have a dialer that's fully integrated with the system, what that means is not just about the dials, but tracking your legion. How many hours of legion were literally done? Because agents can easily say, hey, I did an hour's worth of legion. Um, But I've had very kind of um, eye-opening conversations when you're like, hey, great, let's pull up the report. And so their hour or more like three hours of legion, because that's what's preached, shrinks down to literally a quarter of what they thought when it came down to the actual hardcore tracking of their dialer session. So it's become a practice to uh, live and die by the uh, the dialer session report in terms of how many legion was actually done. And what's amazing is once the agents can see that and they you know log in and look at it themselves, it's almost like a counter for them. You know, it's like they're just kind of um, growing their little bank of legion hours themselves, and it's not you telling them; it's the system that's telling them. So it kind of takes a bad guy uh, kind of position off of you. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. I love that. I love that. So, so okay, so this is great. So it's easy too. the three reports that you should look at on, a let's just say, a daily basis are leads, listings, and leverage. So how do you look at listings on it? I mean, that's pretty common sense, right? Just how many appointments did you go on? How many sellers did you add to your database maybe? And, and how many listings did you take? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, listings now, If there's also another way to look at listings. Traditionally, it's listings for sellers, right? But if you're actually practicing real estate with agreements signed by both buyers and sellers, then you can really look at it, your listing sellers and your listing buyers. Hmm. So when it comes to listings, which is really all about driving your business, right? Um, having a reporting mechanism that gives you not only the tracking for listings, but also what I call the early indicators. So what comes before listings? Well, you have to actually meet them. So a report that includes not only your listings, but how many people you're meeting, how many people you have set to meet, you know, and then how how many, you know, uh, activities you're doing prior to actually setting the appointment, which is again, back to the lead gen, the contacts and the dials. So to me, that falls under listings because I don't want to find out, you know, 30, 60, 90 days later, after I'm supposed to have gotten, you know, X number of listings to find out that I didn't. And because what you do now, obviously, you know, 
shows up 90 days from now. So I want early indicators, not lagging indicators for whether I'm hitting the listings or not. So back to the point, uh, what type of reporting um, accounts for that? Well, I think a strong um, report that accounts for re uh, appointments, but also all the other metrics of set, met, and uh, you know, signed is extremely important as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, and then the third one, leverage. How do you, how do you track that? Um, wow, you know what? That's kind of interesting because I wasn't quite prepared to answer in terms of leverage. So give me like two seconds to see what um, is applicable for leverage. But uh, really, when it comes to leverage, um, some accountability pieces that are in there have to do with um, not only goal setting, but when you look at uh, leverage has to do with leveraging yourself from an administrative standpoint, as well as, you know, agent productivity standpoint. So I'll have uh, answers for both on that. When it comes to um, administrative uh, tracking, uh, seeing how people are doing, having a report that can give you insight in terms of their tasks, how many tasks are they scheduling, how many have they completed, how many are overdue, because you can say, oh my gosh, you have plenty of tests, bravo, but then uh, you look on the other side of the fence, you're like, holy crap, you got 200 tasks overdue, you're drowning. Um, and then also seeing how many they completed. Um, so having a report that gives you that number. And, you know, on average, uh, a high performing admin will complete about at least 30 tasks a day in a system. I thought that's uh, been our discovery in terms of a nice, healthy amount. So when you start tracking that, um, I've had conversations with uh, admin where it's uh, you're saying, hey, you're only clocking like 10 activities you know, per weekday. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh, I am. So what that means is they may be doing the activity, but they're not logging it in the system. And it shows up instantly in the report. And as soon as they see it, man, you can see those numbers climb and it's kind of like a little video game. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and more and more technology is coming out on this. I know I'm doing a lot of work now. Uh, I think I have four employees on Upwork and I can see like every five minutes their screen, like just like a slideshow of their screen for every five minutes that they've worked just to prove that, you know, they were doing stuff for me. And so I, th I think you're going to see more and more and more of that leverage piece and, and reports for that uh, become available. So, okay, so let's jump into this. this is an interesting one you wrote down here for the third one, which is basically make sure that uh, this CRM that you go with communicates with buyers, with sellers, or whoever without you, basically directly, right? So talk to me about that. What should you look for? Do you give them a portal that they can log into? Do you have it email them, uh, you know, regular emails? What do, what do you do? What should you look for? What's perfect? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think uh, the question right before that may be, you know, um, a lot of different systems out there call themselves a CRM, but sometimes their scope can be just really legion you know, and they're not really managing your whole business. They're managing a small segment of your business. And then you need a different CRM to uh, manage your transaction. So, you know, it's like, how are you really using the word CRM? Um, I mean, we're not here to, you know, dive into that, but really it has to do with the scope. So uh, jumping into transaction management, some of the features that are available out there in the marketplace um, that can make your life really really easy is like you said automation does the product that you are uh, that you're looking at or do you want a product that can automate some of your follow-up with your clients uh, and you know there's some good and bad to that so let me give you um, some in you know, obviously positive scenarios is that 
hands off. It's done for you. Uh, if it's automated, then there's no such thing as you quote unquote forgetting to update the client, which is fantastic and sounds all peachy and, and like gravy. Um, and that, you know, again, diff- identify whether you want to do that on the listing level or on the closing level or so, does the so system have it, one yeah, of those? So should it have like notifications every time someone goes in there and changes something or adds something should it notify the seller hey you know the agent went in or somebody went in and and uh, uploaded a new photo or tell me about this like how much is too much as far as notifications how do you set these up talk to me that's a great question. You know, that's really going to be one of the first questions you ask when you onboard, you know, your buyer or seller and let them tell you, hey, I want to be updated, you know, every single day so I know everything that's going on. And then some clients are going to say, hey, don't bombard me, just do it once a week. And so, um, you know, does your system allow you to uh, change those settings so that it's a daily thing or a weekly thing or every time you, you know, update something type thing? So um, make sure that, uh, you know, Update doesn't just fall under a general category. Uh, automatic update doesn't fall into a general category. Make sure that you have some granular control over that. And um, the other kind of potential pitfall is automation is great, but as uh, most uh, databases and automation is garbage in, garbage out. So if you haven't gotten into the habit of putting in public-friendly notes then, or your admin uh, team isn't trained on that yet, make sure you cover that and make sure that your system allows you to have private section notes and um, public section notes so that, uh, you know, obviously you can have some comments to yourself but also have uh, easy access to what your seller or buyer can see. Um, another thing is that if your admin team isn't used to putting all of those items in there or even, you know, checking the box to make it public, some of the automation can go out or not go out based on lack of content. So uh, that's the other side of the story that you need to get kind of inside house straightened up in order for automation to work like you intended. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, with a question in mind, you know, if you don't know the answer, it's it's better to bombard them with stuff. It's better to complain, or hey, you communicate too much than you don't communicate enough. You know, because chances are they're not going to fire you because you communicate too much. Yeah, and then and it can easily be changed. And and it's like, you know, when you apologize for that, they say, no, no, your intention was positive. They know your intention is positive. So. So that's a key there. Okay, so let's talk about drip campaigns. That's the next one you got here. Drip campaigns is huge. So do you want your CRM, and I guess I don't know why you wouldn't want it, to automatically have the drips in there, right? Or do you, or or, or are most of them nowadays set up? So you have to actually, uh, you know, go to a class and, and, and get a bunch of copywritten scripts and cut and paste all these scripts in there. <laughs> or is there a box you can check and next thing you know, the guy just gets spammed on until he buys? <laughs> yeah. No, obviously you want to make sure that your system is loaded with some, um, you know, pre-action uh, plans and email drips. Now, what I've run into is um, I've had people tell me that system that they would have just assume that gives them the ability to modify action plans. They were actually not able to, and these were, you know, pretty significant, um, you know, big name companies that, uh, you know, they, they just didn't know until they got in there. So the question to ask when choosing a CRM and to ask yourself first is, hey, number one, do you want 
the ability to change email drips. And for most people, they're like, yeah, I want to be able to tweak it if I want. Um, so then the next question to ask whoever, you know, you're looking at is, hey, you know, can I create my own drips or am I locked into yours? Can I tweak it to what degree can I tweak it? And also, do you have, you know, certain um, uh, short codes or merge field codes, whatever you want to call it, where you can just auto-populate, you know, the client's name, information, address, things of that nature. You know, do those things exist? So for uh, most people, even if you're not ready for it now, the last thing you want is later when you do get ready for it and you do want to tweak it that that's not even an option. It's off the table and you're locked out. That is like, that would be the worst feeling. So it's kind of about making sure having, um, that you're having a system that can grow with you and asking those right questions. Yeah, that's great. And I think the majority of the agents would prefer, you know, just to, to have everything there so they could click a button seller or potential seller or potential buyer or, or whatever, and then let it be done with. And then again, if it's too much, they can go in and alter it, and delete it, or change the words, you know. But just the fact that it's there, I think, makes it better. The more that your CRM offers, the better, and you can decide how much or how little you want to use. Yeah, and I think most um, CRM, you know, products out there do a really great job of having preloaded information. So that hasn't really been the the pain or challenge I've run into with some people. It's really now. It's loaded in there. Can I change it? Can I do something different with it has been the little gotcha moment. So just make sure you ask, hey, can I change or modify? And then you'll have your answer. That's awesome. Okay, so the next thing you got down here is tracking. And, you know, I had this neat experience. I went to Jeff Cohn's office in Omaha, Nebraska, and he had this massive television set that was like the, the size of a wall. And uh, the, the name of the software escapes me, but uh, basically he paid a monthly fee for a software and it just tracked – all the activities going on in his office, the average sale price, the average commission, the average amount of calls per agent per day. And then it flipped the screen every like 60 seconds and it had uh, the, the typical board that you – the whiteboard that you see in most agents' office with little pieces of tape in it where people fill in houses they sold. And it will say, Anne-Marie, you know, seven houses year to date volume year to date, commission year to date, sales this month. And it had all these uh, accountability factors for Anne-Marie. Then it said uh, Joe Jonas and it had Joe's, you know, and every agent was out there uh, for 60 seconds and then a screen flipped again. And so throughout the day, you're constantly accountable as an agent. Uh, and everybody knows that you're either the top agent or you haven't sold anything yet, and including yourself. And I think it was huge accountability, and it was, and it was just an awesome program. So anyway, so what? Uh, let's talk to talk to me about tracking. What do you look for? Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think the key question to ask is, you know, as an agent or team, what is it that you want? You know, and obviously the more that the system is doing for you, the more robust it is, you know, that's going to probably come with some form of price tag because if you can just do all of it and use an Excel spreadsheet and use Google Docs, it's completely free, you know. So where is that, um, you know, balance that you're looking for? And so what level of tracking do you want? Do you want it completely automated for you um, where by virtue of just having the closings in the system and running it through the system, you automatically get your closing reports, your pipeline reports, you know, executive summary so you can see your net commission and your net referrals and, you know, um, uh, what is it, your gross all in, you know, one fell swoop. 
um, you know, divided up by monthly, quarterly, pending, closing. You know, what is it that you're, uh, you know, that you're looking for? And be very specific about it. Does it show, you know, listings? Does it show conversion? Like you said, all those whiteboards, you know, the agent production. And uh, make sure you get your eyes on it and look at what it is, what is it that you need now also versus what you might need 12 months from now. Because if you are a growing team, then uh, right now you might say, okay, you know what? I'm just trying to hire a bunch of people. I'm not even looking at that right now. But guess what? Lo and behold, I have so many conversations with people that – uh, you know, are now in the mode of, hey, you know what? It was a little crazy before. I didn't look at all those numbers like I should have, um, but now I've grown enough where I've leveraged myself enough, and it's absolutely critical that I see those in real time. And now they have to change their CRM again because they weren't thinking far ahead enough and asking the question, you know, will this system grow with me? What will I need? you know, one, two, five years from now. So um, again, it's not that there's a right or wrong in what you track. Um, Of course, there's best practices from top agents. And the question is, do you want to be there? And do you want the reports? And how automated do you want those reports to be? Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I see you got here written down. You've got um, does it handle multiple websites, landing pages with a single login? So talk to me about that. What, uh, what do you mean by this? Well, and that was uh, written with, um, you know, the topic of expansion in mind, right? Because that is kind of like the hot, new, sexy topic um, for agents all across the country. And, um, you know, some are ready for it now. Some are, you know, planning on it, you know, a number of months or years. And so, again, back to beginning with the uh, starting with the end in mind, because the process of changing a CRM is, let's just be blunt, it's painful. It's the last thing anybody ever wants to do. And even when I migrated my own database, I did not sleep for two days. And I had all the resources, probably more than any other agent will ever have. And um, it just is it's a horrible process. And, um, but sometimes it's very, very necessary to make sure that you have the right engine running your business. And so, um, I guess my point is make sure you're not outgrowing your system, that it will grow with you. I know I've said that a couple of times before. Um, and that's where this whole notion of how does multiple markets fit into the system that you're looking at? Can it have an unlimited amount of different websites for unlimited amount of markets? Can it provide you with all the landing pages, uh, different uh, lead gen tools that you need. And if you have, you know, two, five, ten different markets, is it going to make you log in ten different ways, ten different times? And is it going to separate your data, you know? Um, Some people have the strategy of going into multiple markets and trying to stuff it all under one login, but guess what? None of the data is separated. So if you have a, you know, um, a New York market versus a California market, and all the data is mushed together, that is pretty horrid for reporting. You don't know how each market is performing. They should each stand on their own two legs. And um, uh, so you need to look at that. If it's separate, um, let's say you have a separate login with separate reportings. Well, as you go into different markets, you know, are you going to have a bunch of more uh, logins, which is exactly what you didn't want. So, you know, there's some give what and about, take. What or- about, yeah, what about merging? Like, let's say you have a landing page uh, collecting sellers and somebody signs up for it. And then you have your uh, another page or another website where they sign up to do a buyer search. 
you know, are there CRMs out there that can actually merge them and be like, so you don't have the same person in there four times? Yeah, um, and I don't know. I know I've seen a lot of duplication, that's for sure. Um, and I've seen some um, systems, I think, kind of catch on to, you know, eliminating some duplication. Um, I can certainly speak for Seize the Market where we actually cross-check against, you know, name, email, phone number, address, um, location, and a combination, probably over a dozen different, you know, algorithms that really detect um, that duplication and make sure it doesn't create, number one, a new contact, and also, number two, a new buyer or seller. And then it just, and then a website would just say you are already logged in to our website under under this email or this email already exists under another one of our products or another one of our websites something like that Exactly. Just, you know, a simple note to the user and on the back end, it's alerting, you know, your team or, you know, however you're routing your leads as to, hey, this, you know, buyer or seller resubmitted, you know, so then it gives you a flag, you call them, you know, do your diligence as an agent. So, yeah, no, duplication is a big deal, especially um, when you have large sets of data, because you could work one lead really, really well, and then find out that you logged into another lead, and it has no information. And if you miss that opportunity, I mean, that's that's the whole deal that you're missing, um, and that certainly can be costly in the tunes of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and annoying, too. Just, just <laughs> uh, Yes, on top of everything, that, too. So, okay, so you have down here, you know, what type of third-party integrations does it have, right? What is its attitude on uh, mm -hmm. integration? Explain that. Yes. Um, so, you know, every company has a different culture and mindset when it comes to integration. And so, number one, looking at what does that program already have? Because, you know, as far as uh, a company saying, oh, yeah, we, we're very open to third-party integrations. You know, how many have you done? Zero. How many have on, do you have on your plate? Oh, we have stuff. You know, it's all kind well, of like minute. very. Let's, let's slow this down. What what the hell is a third party integration to begin with? Okay, what, okay. What are you I'm about? sorry. Yeah, let me um, back the truck up a little bit. So let's say a CRM. So I'm just going to use our system, for example. You know, um, we talk to other programs such as BombBomb. You know, where you can pull in information from your BombBomb account, bring it in. Or Sly Broadcast. You have a slide Broadcast account. You can use your account that you have and broadcast through Seize the Market all under one login and one, you know, interface. And what other integrations, you know, do you have that your uh, software works with? You know, is it a MailChimp? Is it a, a dialer? Is it some other, you know, lead gen source? You know, I think common ones are, you know, does it take in things like Realtor.com, Trulia? So basically saying the does it work with any other third-party company that is not the original CRM company? And what is the trajectory of that company to incorporate other services? Because at the end of the day, I think it's virtually impossible for anybody to do it all. So then the next best thing is, we'll do as much as you can and then cooperate with other programs that do it at a much higher level. Than, right. than and there's always new programs coming out and there's always oh. new squirrels for people to chase. And so, <laughs> so you're going to want to make sure your CRM is quick to be like, oh yeah, we do bomb bomb or we do this or we do that, or I haven't heard of that yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll set it up. So yes, you can add that. You want them to have an attitude, like you said, that's open to integrating other things. And not feel, you know, scarcity and be like, oh, well, we're, we're in the process of creating that ourselves. We don't want to integrate that. 
Exactly. And, you know, two ways, not only asking questions, but also looking at what they've done already as proof in the pudding for that. Wow. And then, you know, the last thing you have down uh, really, and I think this is the thing that most agents fear because, you know, for years they have, you know, one system and they're attached to that system and they're afraid that they're going to lose leads and they're going to lose, lose stuff, right? That they've put so much time and effort into it right, is the implementation uh-huh. process, the so switching from one CRM to the next. So what advice can you give us there? Yes. Um, yes, this is like has a pain level of a bright red scale of one to 10. It's like a 10 pain level here. So um, but let's uh, make sure that you're asking the right questions as you choose your CRM. Number one, um, you want to delve into a little bit about how much information you can import. And so, um, you know, the scale can be the most basic of imports, name, email, phone number, whippy, uh, yippy, skippy, yes. Um, but how about something a little bit more robust? Will it allow you to import seller, buyer data? And kind of the next level up is will it allow you to import closing data, you know, so that it… Basically, uh, like, will it allow you to import everything seamlessly? <laughs> I mean, yeah. right? I mean, you know, that's really what you want. You know, to me, the scope of everything all the way up to closing. And so that is going to be impacted by whether your system that you're looking at even does that. You know, is it just a lead gen system? Is it just a closing system? And so, um, you know, really looking at that. But not only that, just because it is a system of that sort does not mean that it has the ability um, to import as much information as you want. So be very, very just specific when it comes to that. So I'm going to give you some tips, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, closings, is it going to, you know, import and recognize that it's a buyer or a seller? Does that mean that you're going to have all the uh, fields such as closing dates, price points and things of that nature so that it's, is it going to actually populate into the existing reports? You know, will the data be, you know, kind of retroactive in terms of the, um, you know, reporting that you will get. So uh, just be aware. I'm not saying that you have to have all of that stuff, but at least know going in and uh, manage your own expectations so you're not caught off guard and have a whoopsie moment um, after <laughs> you've signed on the dotted line. Yeah, a whoopsie moment. Well, this this has been great, Christine. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You've offered a lot of meat and potatoes, a lot of good stuff that people should listen to and and people should look at and uh, people everyone listening should consider changing CRMs or you know because there's bigger and better stuff out there and gosh knows how many people I talk to still use CRMs that were created 20 years ago and it's it's changing so fast and um, I think a lot of agents out there are just wasting a ton of time so so anyways this has been great I'm going to put all of Christine's information on hybendigital.com backslash Christine Lee L-E-E and I'll put a links to how you get a hold of her i'll put links to seize the market i'll put links to uh, everything you would need and everything we've talked about so christine thanks again for coming on the show and i wish you the best of luck all right thanks so much guys in my 27 years of uh, doing this full time i i could think of many occasion where my stomach hurt and my body ached because I lost a listing. I I was consumed by the fact that I thought that I had it, that I had massive rapport with the people, and it was in the bag, and then they called me and said they liked somebody better. It was almost like a jealousy thing where, 
you know, a girlfriend uh, decided she liked a guy better. It hurt, right? It hurt, and I hated it. I can remember several occasions where my children were little and I was playing with them joyfully and then I had to put on a suit and go out on a listing appointment and I came home, took off the suit after three hours and of course I've missed them. They're taking their naps or whatever and three or four days later I find out I didn't get it. I'm like, I wasted that time. I, that The time was stolen from me and it pissed me off. And uh, that's one of the reasons I created the CLA course, the Certified Listing Agent course. I got eight of the top listing agents, sat them down, filmed them, unedited to the degree of, you know, oh, cut that out. I don't want my competitors to know or, oh, cut that out. I don't want people to see it. None of that was happening, buddy. We filmed everything. And then we had discussions on uh, their listing appointment, why they do what they do. Then I took that and we cut it up in the seven to 12 minute pieces and created quizzes for each little piece. So if you wanted to, you could take two years to take this course. Every free 10 minutes you have, take a module, 52 modules of this, right? I mean, this is high intensity stuff that works. By the time you finish this, it's going to be ingrained. You're going to roll into that listing appointment with a Superman cape on. And on top of that, I'm so confident about this that I'm personally guaranteeing it. You guys, I'm easy to find. Google me. I'm easy to find. You know, if you're pissed about the course and you think it sucks, send me an email. Pat, this course sucks. Give me my money back. I'll give it to you right away. I got no problems with that because I'm guaranteeing this course that you'll love it and you'll think that it's well worth the money. So what I did is I made a promise uh, the first 200 people get 50% off. We're not there yet. We are over 100, so more than 50% of our coupons are gone. I have less than 100 coupons left for 50% off. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. Hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. As soon as those 200 are up, boom, it's going on the market for $9.97. And it's still going to be worth it because it's got 28 downloads of pre-list books, you know, pre-list books, net sheets, CMAs, everything that these guys use today, not yesterday, today, everything these eight agents use on a listing appointment and their uninterrupted listing presentation and bite-sized chunks and quizzes to make sure it sinks in and you must get high scores on each quiz and when you're done, you get a certificate that says CLA. You can put CLA on your business card. And the certificate is LinkedIn compatible and it goes right on LinkedIn if you want it. It, it. it just makes you that much more worthy and that much more able, first and foremost, to get there and beat any mega agent, any neighborhood specialist, any agent that you have lost a listing to in the past, no longer. No more sand in the face, skinny guy. This is going to work. Trust me. And like I said, 100% guaranteed if it doesn't. So go on. Hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. And I'll see you at the bank with the listing commission checks in hand.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.